This is the Your Agent Podcast, where Ren and Lauren get fit on finance, insurance, and teamwork. We'll be covering topics with professionals from different industries to give our listeners the insight to be financially fit and motivate them through all walks of life. Special thanks to our friend Matt Pisani for his music in the background. You can go download free on all streaming platforms. This is the Your Agent Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Ren, and I have my favorite friend right here, Tapta Pradell. Hello. What's up? Hi. Okay. She's a little <laughs> nervous, but it's all good. I'm a little shy. She's a little shy. But anyways, I have Tapta here because what I did was I went on Facebook for the past few months, and I asked basically all my fr- Facebook friends and Instagram friends, hey, I'm going to interview somebody on my podcast. What questions do you have on mortgages? And I was thinking about you to be on here because you know your stuff and she is shy which is fine you know but trust me she she is awesome and she knows her stuff and she's someone that i could trust and lauren could trust too um i think i'm just gonna say it right here three things about tabitha well she's a loan officer she is also fun fact a boxer Amateur boxer, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't want me to share that. It is what it is. And obviously, she's a woman. So there you go. Boss lady <laughs> status right here. So, I mean, how long have you been a mortgage officer? Loan officer? What is, what's the right term again? I'm sorry. The technical, like, my license is mortgage loan originator. But Whoa. I feel like loan officer is just more common. People Salute. understand. <laughs> yeah. People understand loan officer. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the boxer oh, life. Oh, sorry. And I've been doing this since 2018. You Boom. Asked. There it so, is. There it is. So, like, years. two years now of experience. <clears throat> and then before that. Before that, I sold cars for about five years. That's what's up. So, so. you've been in a very intense atmosphere. Yeah, cars you, you need very tough skin. intense. You need tough skin. Yeah. You need to be ready to everybody just come at you hard say you're a lie liar and all that stuff can you yeah. get the price lower is that the best you could do it's like abuse it's abuse Selling cars honestly and you know it was hard. and you don't really see much like women in that field as well mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely male dominated it's, it's i can only imagine and it definitely like. had a lot of obstacles because clients would come in and see me and mm-hmm. they would be like oh this little girl doesn't mm. even do you even know what a transmission is or things like oh, that and it would that's yeah garbage. it made it and they probably it don't know either they, they don't but at the end of the day it comes down to you know just hearing them out on what yeah. they need yeah. and making sure that i give that to them so yeah. it, it worked out it was it was really good experience i did really well mm-hmm. that's why i did it for five years so. no that's what's up which dealerships and what kind of cars i sold lexus most of the time i worked Love at it. Yeah, Lexus is a great car. I yeah. worked at Lexus Massapequa, Lex, and they turned into Lexus. Uh, I'm sorry, Atlantic Lexus. Okay. And then I went to Lexus of Smithtown, which oh, nice. is family owned and like yeah. an awesome dealership. I stayed yeah. in contact with everyone there. I sent yeah. anyone that I know. I also worked at BMW for a little bit. Okay. Went back to Lexus. Yeah, no, so Lexus Smithtown. That's where my dad got all his Lexuses mm-hmm. from. We had the LX, we had the L, um, the GS, we had the <laughs> they LS. Don't like that anymore. Yeah, I know. I love that GS, though. Yeah, but um, it's funny because you're right. They are family over there because my dad would go in. He wanted to test drive the, um, like the revamp of the IS 300. Mm-hmm. And I forgot whoever the owner is. Um, Dina Burns. Okay. So I don't know anybody there. My dad does. All I remember is I went, I drop him off, and I'm following him. And they're, they're like, oh, hey, Jay, how you doing? What's up? And he was like, yeah, I want to test, test drive that IS 300 for my son. This was back like in 08, though. Um, 
And they're like, yeah, you know where the keys are. And that was, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was that relationship, yeah, you know? Um, and obviously, my dad would take the trucks and the cars there for service. So, so. he knows the drawer behind the reception. Wherever, Wherever the keys maybe are we shouldn't there. tell the audience exactly where the keys are, but yeah, no, he, I'm literally just standing and watch because I'm so used to like delete that some part. random kid coming in and you know, um, some random guy giving us like the dealer plates and all that stuff and sitting in the car with us. No, he, he got the keys, he's like, Come on, right, let's go. That's what I used to do get the dealer plates, get the keys. Yeah, they didn't let him, the they, they knew who he was. <clears throat> I, I think he just sent a lot of his friends there too, so mm -hmm. but that's how it is there, it's like very family oriented it's really you don't I see that a lot there. Yeah. yeah i loved working there i have i have right now i have one female that works for me i used to have a few and whatnot but right now she's young she's 21 and whenever somebody calls the office they want to speak to a licensed agent and she is um or they have a question and they, they would literally say to her face like or over the phone now, you know, well, can I just speak to Ren? Can I speak to someone else? Because you're just a secretary. And she's like, what? Like, I used to get that when I sold cars. When I, I would answer imagine. the phone yeah. and they would be like, can I talk to a salesperson? Because I guess my voice, I, I, I think I kind of sound like a kid a little bit. Like I didn't <laughs> grow, grow I don't know. We got to hear this podcast <laughs> later. See. And they would always say, can I, oh, oh, you're a salesperson? Oh, and they, yeah, it's like a shock. I had one one client come in and i met them out on the parking lot and yeah. they like made a joke at me because i was wearing like flats that day and like i had my hair back we were wearing polos and she was like uh -huh. she was like are you are you in high school like did you even graduate high school yet and i was like what is wrong with people yeah but whatever it is it happens it sucks but what what's even shocking <laughs> is when women ask my staff member like oh you're an agent Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, it's a I little am. bit of an insult. It definitely. No, I think it is. But, you know, when like experiencing that over and over, it mm. forced me to just like become super educated mm. in the leasing, yeah. the numbers, yeah. how they get to the numbers, the product. And then once I talk about the product and they see how knowledgeable I am, they're like, oh, shoot, she's legit. And they're like, she's oh. legit. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh, she's legit. Yeah. Oh, I can't mess with her now. So it forced me to be like extra professional and right just become very educated in whatever I'm doing, whether it's car sales right. or now mortgages. Yeah, no, that's the same thing from, I think for many of mm -hmm. us in our fields, like, especially professional, like. Mm -hmm. Especially when you look young. Like exactly. We, all of us look young. Yeah, they expect to like someone from, that's in, that was born from the, in the 50s to do exactly this. Yeah. They're like, oh, how long, you, and hang on, they ask, how long have you been doing this for? And whether you say one year or 10 years, they're like, oh, not good enough. Yeah, they're gonna judge. Yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do? It is what it is, honestly. So you just got to beat them with knowledge. That's and it. Educate them. That's the only I feel like that's the only way. Yeah. To, to win. You just that's it. And you said beat. So let's talk about that boxing life real quick. No. Come on. Uh, I did it for it was a charity event. That's what mm -hmm. got me into boxing. And then, yeah, what kind of charity were you Fight for charity? For? And what were you? Oh, my charity? It yeah, was your charity. Olivia Hope Foundation. Okay. So tell which, us about that. Well, I know about that, but yeah. many people probably don't know. <laughs> um, Olivia, her name was Olivia Hope. Yeah. Um, she, she was, it's a family that went to my friend's church and, you know, my friend had told me about them before I even went into the fight for charity. Right. And Olivia was diagnosed with like a rare um, like, a rare mutation of cancer right. I, and um, they didn't have enough research and she passed away and yeah. um, 
She was young. The I think mom, like, what, 10, 8? Oh, something. yeah. Very she was really young. She was a baby. Sad. Yeah. And her mom made the foundation to, to help. Yes. Yeah. To raise money to research and more about and this. Like yes. That, more so. about this particular mutation so that way they could help other kids. And they've raised a lot of money. I don't know where they're at right now, but back then, I, I forget the yeah. number, but it was, they raised a lot of money. It they was, sent out care packages. They helped families. And it was crazy how like, quick they, they boomed, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and we were, like, the whole world was praying for um, Olivia at that mm-hmm. point. So you, you know? did you go to that church? Or? Yeah, it was, yeah, Shelter Rock Church. So you were church. there, yeah, so yeah. you were there when they were, when she was sick and they were praying for her in the Before church. even yeah. that, you know, so I, I, I saw the LaRusso family there, too, when I was doing youth ministry and just seeing those transitions, you know, mm-hmm. it was just like, just seeing everyone come together and pray and raise funds and it was like a heart monitor right or like the stock market like you just see like everything's good and then all of a sudden it went down mm-hmm. a little bit like i remember one time like they found a match you know mm-hmm. and and i don't know you know it's just god's time yeah, is I, different I, for everybody they the told me day. part of that story and that was like part of it that was like gut-wrenching they yeah you know and as i'm doing research like back when i first met them and i was picking them yeah they said that um, a, a bone marrow transplant is like the most painful thing it is. that a person can go through next to yeah. death. And Olivia went through that. And it's so just strong. And for that. Other kids have to go through that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 sad. It's, it's, sad. it's sad. So I was honored to have them as my charity. Yeah. They're an amazing family. I love them. Um, I still ha- I still wear their T-shirt. Them. It's so comfortable. I have all the clothes too. It's it's awesome. It and was a blessing meeting them through yeah. through Fight for Charity. They're they're awesome people. And yeah. So that's great that you that you raised funds and you participated. How did it feel to box professionally, amateur? Amateur. Okay. Yeah. How did it feel? Was um, it work out like crazy? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was crazy. Boxing is like is the best workout mm-hmm. in the world. It's so intense. People don't realize how intense it is like you see a, a boxer you see people fighting and you don't realize how intense that like you you you're not going to come in off the street and no. box and last one round you're not you you need the conditioning for boxing is so intense you made it look easy when you were in the ring and if you that haven't seen nerves? the video you no. could just look her up and all that stuff fight for charity <laughs> look that up that was nerves. That was nerves, and I zoned out everything. So it wasn't easy. It definitely was very nerve-wracking leading up to it. Well, you did You did awesome. You know, you made Thank it look you. easy. I mean, I did kickboxing with Lauren, and you're right. It was – it's not – it looks easy, but it's totally not. And side note, thanks for the um, for the help with the wrist about, you know, how you told me that to KT get tape. the KT tape. Yeah. That was the truth because I was wearing a brace for, like, months and didn't do anything. It didn't do anything to KT tape in one week. Done. My wrist is good. So, yeah. So you have a lot of knowledge and, um, yeah. Knowledge comes with making making a lot of mistakes, right? Trial and error. So I've been through. No, that's awesome. And that's why I want you on this show because you know, your stuff, you know, you helped me out. You help some of my friends. I refer some of my clients to you, whoever needs help. And I'm happy that a lot of people on social media was like, okay, yeah, I have these questions. And Mm -hmm. I think because of COVID, and we saw what the rates are dropping low, so people could borrow money more. Yeah, and all that being stuff that and the rates that are lower, yeah, you're spending less on on monthly on your 
on your interest. So okay. the monthly that you're saving on interest, yeah. you can afford in a home. Gotcha. So that goes, you know, you can afford a higher purchase price because gotcha. you're not spending that money on interest. Yeah, no, that's true. So, so that way you could own your home a little, I guess, You can quicker. own a better, no, you can own a more expensive home because mm. your month, what you qualify for, mm -hmm. rather than the amount that you qualify for, you're mm -hmm. spending that money on interest. You're spending it on the actual price of the home. Gotcha. Okay. So how does that... A lot of people went on unemployment, and there's a lot of people that are still collecting unemployment. Mm -hmm. You obviously need income. You need employment mm -hmm. when you apply the, for a mortgage. How, how has it been with COVID? How I've been handling it is yeah. I'm the, still having everyone mm -hmm. at least. I, I feel like it's very important to just at least let's have the conversation because the, mm -hmm. if whether you're furloughed or unemployed, you're mm -hmm. going to go back to work. Gotcha. So maybe in the meantime, while we're waiting for you to return to work, we, there are other things we have to work on, like mm. finding you down payment assistance. Mm. Maybe we have to work on your credit, and those things could take months. Gotcha. So don't wait until you go back to work and mm. then start that. Gotcha. Because if, if repairing your credit or paying off debts is going to take three months, and we're waiting three months from now for you to go back to work, you're, you're waiting six you're months. You're just delaying the game. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. No, you're right. It's almost like um, getting a health check. Like, even mm. if you don't even if we're not ready to move forward right now, and you don't even know if we're ready or not. I don't know because everyone's situation is different. So we may be ready to move forward. Gotcha. So, um, so it's unique to each individual. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would say let's just have the conversation, get it, like hash out all the details, right? and then see where they stand. Because they don't they, they teach us stuff in school anyway. So. No, because they, they could be <laughs> ready in a month from now, or they could be ready in three months from now. But the sooner I have that conversation – the sooner we get to that put them on the right goal. path yeah, and get exactly. them their dream home and all that yeah there's okay. so many things that they there are so many factors involved mm -hmm. it's you can't get it on the internet you have to you know i have to have the conversation with them right. there's a ton of questions i have to ask mm -hmm. to make sure that they'll be ready at the end of the day gotcha yeah I posted this one time a few times on my social media. I was like, don't confuse your Google search with my license. I feel like I that is. I feel like I shared that post. Yeah. I, a lot <laughs> of people are like, can I? Can you make one for mortgage? Can you want, make one for real estate? I'm like, yeah, just just, just, just do it yourself. Like, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true because like, I think the laws are different, right? Especially with down payment assistance, mm -hmm. right? Like in New York versus Texas, it's different opportunities, different grants, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Google doesn't tell you that. County to county. Yeah. Right? So. There you and go. there's so many different loan products where you could get down payments. That's, not that's one, why Lauren trusts you a lot. You know, she was like, "It's too much I, for you guys to figure out. Yeah. Get all, just come to me. I know the differences. I'll let you know which one you fit." So in, there's you know? different types of mortgages. Yeah. Plain as, just like how you may have a Lexus, but mm -hmm. what kind of Lexus? You may have a exactly. mortgage, but what kind of mortgage? Exactly. Are we going for? You know? Yeah. 